0: Welcome back to Dafan HaShavuah. This week's Daf is Daf Nun Zion in Mesachisivamos. The Mishnah at the end of Daf Nun Vav Ahmed Bez describes at what point an invalid marriage between a Kohen and somebody who he is unable to marry would 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 render uh his now quote-unquote wife unable to go ahead and eat truma as a result of uh, being part of this invalid uh marriage. Satanakama um holds that from Erisin and on, the beginning, the first step of this process of marriage, so this woman cannot eat truma, whereas Rabbi and Rabbi Shimon hold that they can still eat truma at this point. And uh, basically, this machlokas between Rabbi and Rabbi Shimon uh, on one side and the Tanakama on the other side is trying to understand uh, what is the point of demarcation in which uh, this woman who's entering into this invalid marriage uh, is going to... Um, not be able, once again, to, uh, not be able to eat trumas. So the Gemara then goes ahead and the Gemara tries to compare and to look at other psulim, P'sule, um, P'sule Kedushin that, um, to compare this case to, to try to understand the ramifications of going ahead with these particular marriages. So the Gemara presents the case of a Kohen who is a tsuadaka. Adaka. is uh, a Kohen who uh, has crushed testicles and uh, it's one of the mumin that is a uh, blemish within a Kohen. And this tsuadaka is prohibited to go ahead and marry Abbas Yisrael based on Psukim, Perchav Gimel of Sefer Dvarim. So the Gemara says that her status vis-a-vis eating truma depends on the machlokes and the Mishnah between Rabbi, Lezer, uh, Rabbi and Rabbi Shimon and and uh, the Tanakama. the Gemara then proceeds to discuss when a p'tzuadaka can go ahead and, uh, and empower someone to eat truma. Where Abaye says, in a case where he only became a p'tzuadaka after they were already married, his wife can continue to eat truma, provided that there were no further bios uh, in such a situation. Therefore, in our case, when he only gave kedushin, when the first step uh, of the marriage process, the kedushin takes place, and not any further step. But they're still in the middle of this uh, Kedushin followed by Arison, or Kedushin and Arison followed by Nisuin. So he can also empower his wife to eat Truma at that point. Rava comes along and Rava disagrees with Abaye. Rava says that since Suadaka Kohen can empower his servants to still eat Truma, he can also empower his wife to go ahead and eat truma. And that's the machlokes here between Rava and Abaye. Once again, at what point a kohen, that's a ptsuodaka, can empower uh, his wife to eat truma. So the Gemara then goes into a discussion But what would happen if a ptsuodaka kohen married a woman who was born to Gerim. Does he give her the zechus of eating truma? Again, he has a psul in his kahuna as a result of his being a ptsuodaka and he's marrying the daughter of Gerim. So the Gemara goes into analyzing this Shailah and concludes that the Shailah can't even be relevant according to Rebbe because she would certainly not be allowed to eat truma based on two possible elements that are going to invalidate this marriage. Number one, if he's considered a legitimate Kohen, then he's not allowed to marry her because her Yehuda holds that a bas gerim, somebody who's the daughter of a, uh, the daughter of a convert, is considered like the daughter of an illegitimate Kohen, and this is going to prohibit a Kohen to marry her. This marriage can't even get off the ground. This marriage can't even, uh, can't even exist, can't even survive. And if he did, Go ahead and marry her. She becomes a chalala immediately. She becomes uh, invalid, and she becomes somebody who loses any uh, any aspect of uh, kedusha of being married to a kohen as a result of being a chalala, and therefore she cannot eat truma. The second reason that uh, that um, she would not be able to eat truma, according to Rabbi Yehuda, is if he is once again not a legitimate kohen; he's a pitzudaka, and therefore. He can marry a daughter of Gerim, so he's still not allowed to marry her because of the case that he's a Ptsuodaka. Because Rabihuda behuda holds that Gerim are considered somebody who's B'Kahal Hashem. They're within this category of being part of the Jewish people. And we know that the Pasuk says, um, a P'tzudaka is Aser Lavo B'Kahal Hashem. And if he does go ahead and marry her, she becomes a chalala who cannot eat Truma. And uh, as a result, so this woman uh, would be unable to eat Truma, would be unable to eat these elevated foods that definitely have uh, kadusha to them. So the Gemara then goes on to explain why this Shaila cannot be relevant according to Rabbi um, and ultimately concludes that it has to be relevant according to at least one of the amoraim that Amorah is Rebbe Lazar ben Yaakov and ultimately since the Pasuk says kohen ki nefesh uh, kaspo hu yochalbo," that the word nefesh teaches us that when a kohen acquires a nefesh Anyone, that's the daughter of converts who is married to a Kohen who's a Ptsu So she's going to be muteres to go ahead and to, uh, to eat truma. So since this word nefesh appears in this pasuk, that, uh, that is going to allow her to go ahead. And since she's, uh, she's, she's going to take on aspects of this kedusha, aspects of this kahuna, to go ahead and to, uh, to, go ahead and to, uh, to eat truma. So Gemara then goes on to discuss a case where Kohen Godel... Goes ahead and performs chuppah with a widow, the daughter of a Kohen, without giving Kedushin or Bia. There's no final step in this process of uh, marriage. And since the marriage is invalid, once again, because we have a case of a Kohen Gadol who is marrying uh, a widow marrying in Almana. So since the marriage isn't valid, does this disqualify this woman from eating truma? So this is a machlouk is between Rav and Shmoh. Rav says that chuppah for marriage that isn't permitted. Once again, you do a chuppah for a marriage that's a marriage that's Asura. It's a marriage that can't take place. So when you do chuppah for a marriage that isn't permitted, that's going to disqualify her from eating truma. Comes along Shmuel and Shmuel says that just chupa alone will not disqualify her from eating truma, and this machlokas between Rav and Shmuel uh, really is going to be the beginning of a machlokas with regards to at what point is a couple considered to be married. So according to Shmuel, Shmuel says that chupa alone is not uh, is not enough; that chupa alone is not going to be uh, considered to be a real, full fledged marriage. Whereas Rav is going to hold that um, that, uh, that, um, that, 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 that that is real, uh, marriage. And once the marriage process gets off the ground, once it begins, so they're considered to be married, uh, for all intents, uh, for all intents and, uh, for all intents and purposes. Ultimately, the Gemara goes on to describe. Who this girl is, and whether or not she's going to be suitable for Bia, and how that would affect her status, what age she is, uh, what level of uh, of health she is uh, she is at, and whether or not she can uh, go ahead and uh, even consummate a marriage uh, halachically. So the Gemara discusses a very conversation, uh, a very famous conversation over here with regards to what we recall we we, we referred to as uh, whether or not you can have a chuppah, of people that are uh, of people that are a puzzle one to another to get married. There's a that's referred to as yesh lepsulos, lipsulos, so ain't chuppa lipsulos, and what you're gonna to try to understand what it is that that what it is that those two concepts mean. So Rav and Shmuel disagree, uh, once again, like we just described, about whether or not Yesh lepsulos. Lipsulos. So according to Rav, we have this concept that A chuppah can uh, be relevant and can be effective for a marriage that is psula. Whereas Shmuel comes along and says, no, in chuppah of psulos, a chuppah that is a chuppah of people that are unable to get married to each other is not considered to be a halachic halachic chuppah. And the question that we're going to ask is the chuppah that a kohen performs with a boss Cohen who's not permitted to marry a Kohen, a divorcee, somebody else who uh, unfortunately cannot uh, cannot go ahead and marry a Kohen, is that considered to be a valid chuppah such that it is going to terminate uh, her right to go ahead and eat truma? Meaning, if the chuppah is valid and she goes ahead and enters into a, uh, a uh, an invalid marriage, so that's going to uh, relinquish her ability to eat truma. So Rashi comes along and Rashi says, over here, since there was no Kedushin done, that uh, a chuppah could either be defined as uh, one of many things, either a canopy or a yichud, that's what we refer to as rohi labia or welcoming her into my rishus. But if the man does a chuppah without Kedushin, what are the halachic ramifications for that going to be? So Rashi says that if a Kohen Gala is going to marry an almana, it's not going to be considered to be a Kedushin. that will apostle her for meeting truma, because chuppah is... Um, Kiknisas beila dami. It's the beginning of the process, and therefore, according to Rashi, this uh, Guddle that's entering into an invalid marriage, and this woman that's entering into an invalid marriage with this Kohen Gadol is going to uh, is going to uh, invalidate her ability to go ahead and to uh, to go ahead and uh, and uh, eat truma. The Rambam actually in two different places seems to contradict himself. And the Rambam in Hilchus Trumus Perzayin Halacha Chaf Aleph. The Rambam holds over there yesh chupa with regards to trumos, that when it comes to eating truma, um, so uh, we have this concept of yesh chupa lipsulos, that uh, the chupa that had taken place in this invalid marriage would be a valid chupa, but when it comes to a chupas nida, according to the Rambam, that's going to be no good. Again, when a husband and wife get married and uh, and uh, if the wife finds herself to be in a state uh, of nidus, she sees blood. Uh, what uh, what, what, what does that mean, halachically, for this marriage to go ahead and for this marriage to be consummated? Is this considered to be a uh, a chuppah and a uh, a relationship that's not roi labia yet? And therefore, there's something, there's some pagan, there's something wrong, there's something lacking in this uh, in this relationship. And uh, according to the Rambam, a chuppah snida uh, is not going to be a good enough chuppah. The Rambam, however, hilchos, ishus, and Perak good, halacha, bees describes the following. And the Rabban points out that once an Arusa enters to chuppah, once somebody that went through the beginning process of uh, of being uh, in Arusa, of going through the iris and the first step in the marriage process, once she enters the chuppah, her husband may have Bia with her at any time and she is her full uh, she is his full wife in every respect. She's called a nesua even before Bia, as long as Bia was permitted, which indicates that if she was a woman who was in a state uh, of Nida. So even if she entered the Chuppah and she was secluded with him, she had Yichud with him, Nisuin was not finished and therefore she is still going to be, uh, she's still going to be in Arusa. So the Rambam over here, uh, once again, clarifies what this concept of Yesh, uh, yesh chupa uh Lipsulim or ein Chuppa The Rambam and Hilchos and the, Hilchos, Ishtis, and the Hilchos Trumos describe what this means vis-a-vis all of the different uh, psulim that we could potentially have within the world of uh, within the world of kedushin. Ultimately, the Shulchan Aruch in Evan HaEzer Samach Aleph Simon Samach Aleph Seif Aleph describes the following: that once a man enters his arusa chuppa even if they did not have Biyah she is his full wife in every respect, and she's going to collect the Ikerksuva and the tosefes if she's widowed or divorced. Again, these are some of the uh, complications of uh, of marriage and when a husband and wife enter into marriage and some of the financial responsibilities that are, uh, that are there. Certainly nowadays, we have a, uh, a little bit of a different uh, approach to this as uh, all of these processes really happen uh, under the chuppah, really on the wedding night at the same time, whereas in the times of the Gemara there was a uh, approximately like a 12 month wait during uh, this marriage period where Kedushin and kiddushin and Erusin um, would happen much earlier and Nisuin, the final stage of marriage uh, would only happen, uh, like we said about 12 months, uh, 12 months after that. So what the Shulchan Aruch describes over here is that once the Arusa enters the chuppah before they have Bia, before they're together, before that marriage is consummated, so she and her husband are uh, fully married, if the husband were to die, she would go ahead and collect uh, whatever money that he is going to have to be uh, support her with if they were to get divorced, even in this situation. Let's say they were to sever this relationship six months into the Kedushin, before the Nisuin was actually uh, performed, so she would receive the Ikriksuva, she would receive the money, and... Uh, and uh, that was, um, that's what she would, that's what she would, uh, that's what she would get. And this says the Shulchan Aruch is only if the Bia was going to be permitted, right? So the Bia was muteris, what we refer to in Halacha as pas pisalo. They could have been together. And uh, if they were able to be together, but they weren't, so that would be the scenario. That would be the situation. She would be able to collect the Ikar Ksuba. But, if she was Anida and then entered the Chuppah and was secluded with him. So the Shulchan Aruch Paskins, that she's not going to be his wife. She's still an Arusa because she was Anida. So really what this Shaila hinges on is whether or not the Bia was permitted. If the Bia was permitted uh, in this particular time, meaning if the Bia wasn't going to uh, be a Bias puzzle, a Bias Isser, so then uh, she would collect the Ikuksuba, it's as if they're married, they just haven't consummated their marriage. But if the Bia was not permitted, for instance, i.e., she was Anita or for some other reason they were unable to be together uh, for one reason or uh for one reason or another, and then they were to have gotten divorced, or they were to have gotten uh unfortunately one of them, uh really the husband were to pass away, so he would have no financial responsibilities to her because uh because um because the marriage, wasn't, uh, the marriage wasn't actually complete. So these are some of the uh, complicated conversations here. Uh, very technical and uh, complex ideas that come out of sechas uh, Yevamo Staf Nun Zayin. Again, describing some of the Psule Kiruna, the Psuedaka understanding Cohen is a and how he interacts with uh, some of the uh, potential women that he can uh, that he can marry, that he can't marry, um, and uh, that conversation certainly about uh, the beginning processes and all of the shitos that we have with regards to when marriage takes place, when marriage is complete, when marriage is consummated, bia chupa yichud. Uh, all of these things that could potentially have a lot of ramifications and a lot of nafkaminos uh, as we uh, make our way through uh, through this very challenging parrot in Masechah Sivomos, uh, really trying to detail all of uh, all of the above it. Hopefully, as we uh, proceed, we will continue to uh, develop in Habal Yevimto many of these uh, conversations and uh, beautiful halachic technicalities that the Gemara presents to us. That is Mesech HaSivamos, Daf Nunzayin.